You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which invites you along on a journey to learn of mindful living, grow in mental health, and inspire through personal growth. In a world where we can often feel much stress and overwhelm, this podcast provides bite-sized tips and real talk conversations, empowering you to embrace mindfulness and nurture your full potential. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping others live life with peace of mind and ease of heart without losing their, well, you know, here we go. Hello, and welcome to episode 170 of the Free to Be Mindful podcast. I hope that you're feeling good, looking good, and doing better in this world than you were yesterday. So if you're listening to this in real time, and it's okay if you're not, but if you are, we are in mid-October and Halloween has been in stores since August, which is bananas if you ask me. But in neighborhoods, houses are already decked out for fall and Halloween. And I may have shared with you in the past that Halloween is actually not my favorite holiday. It has to do with the fact that I grew up in an inner city And we didn't go trick-or-treating house to house. I could count on one hand the amount of times that we actually dressed up as kids. And my mom would just take my brother and I to the park and buy us our own candy, which is really the thought process that I have behind it now. Why ask for candy when you can buy your own? But as a mom, do not worry. I do take my child trick-or-treating. He loves it. And he has a blast. I still don't like it, but as it goes... Well, anyway, October, we know, is well known for a time for candy corn and festivities and creative costumes. It really is, even though I'm not a fan, but it really is a lighthearted holiday filled with fun and spooky movies, the joy of getting dressed up, and the feeling of pretending to be someone else for the day. And for once a year, if we celebrate or watch others celebrate, it can be exciting to see others get creative with their costumes and the masks they choose to put on or the outfits or costumes that they choose to wear. And with this idea and notion that we can be anything we want to be. But sometimes, my friends, we know that these masks seem to not come off And sometimes they don't have all this glitter and joy. Halloween really isn't the only time that we wear these masks. Because sometimes these masks can be something that we put on to show others that we're okay, even though we're really not. Sometimes we wear masks to hide our emotions so that no one can see through these walls of defense mechanisms that we put up. Sometimes these masks we wear are to protect our own emotions because we believe that perhaps we may be hurt by the reality. But whatever the case is, I know we've all been guilty of putting on a mask and putting on a face that shows something that is very different to what we are experiencing on the inside. So often we're asked, how are you? And more often than not, our response is one that we don't even have to think about. We automatically say, good, fine. And despite the idea that maybe we're not actually fine, that maybe we're scared, vulnerable, angry, confused, and maybe we're experiencing symptoms of something bigger than outside of ourselves, we still answer with fine, good, and we don't even get into it. 
as a therapist, it's interesting because when clients ask me how I'm doing, because it's not about me at that time, I intentionally am very quick to say, things are good. How are you? And sometimes, though, that does spread to outside of the therapy room as well. So inside the room, I'm intentional about it. But outside of the therapy room, I too am guilty of just saying I'm fine when things are not. And sometimes we do this as humans because it's easier to say, oh, good, fine. And to go into detail about how we really do feel. And that happens, especially when we don't want to talk about how we really do feel especially when we're not feeling great. But it can also happen when we don't know how to express or how to even put into words what we're actually feeling. Personally, for me, when I become overwhelmed or sad, I actually retreat inward. I think I may have shared that with you recently, meaning that I don't spend a lot of time on social media and I don't even interact with those who I love and care for because the fact is that I don't want to because I'm not feeling my best. And sometimes it's because I don't even know what's going on in my mind. I don't have things sorted out. For example, just recently, meaning in the past two weeks, I had someone in my family pass away unexpectedly. And of course, it was sad, but I didn't know how much it was really impacting me until I had a number of voicemails and emails and DMs that went unresponded to and unanswered because I just wasn't emotionally ready. I didn't have that capacity to put myself out there and give space and time to other people because I had to sort my own self out first. And this can be tough. And on a personal note, it can even be harder when you're a solopreneur running a business and people are counting on you to get back to them. It's super important to have a level of awareness as to how we respond to life when we are bothered, when we're annoyed, angry, or sad at someone, or even at life circumstances. And in that level of awareness, it's also important to give yourself grace while also knowing when it's negatively impacting you and your life. Because it's one thing to take a few days for yourself after something big or sad or traumatic. And it's a whole other thing to fall off the face of the planet, so to speak, to ignore those who care for you the most and to completely ignore all of your responsibilities. And this is why we're bringing to light that October is National Depression Education and Awareness Month. And it's time to put down these masks that we wear and instead to talk about things and to get help as we need it. Now, as a licensed therapist, I'm really big on being mindful of the words that we use because we can say that we feel depressed, but that doesn't mean that we are clinically diagnosed with depression. So to give you a loose definition, depression or major depressive disorder is a common and serious medical illness that negatively impacts how you feel, the way you think, and how you act. And of course, it is treatable. Depression causes feelings of sadness and or loss of interest in activities that you once enjoyed. It can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and even at home. And when you 
go to a professional and have this diagnosis given to you, there are certain criteria that you must meet for a certain amount of time to be clinically depressed. And it's important, my friends, to not diagnose yourself, but instead to seek out the help from a licensed therapist or professional as needed. For the sake of just educational purposes, I will now share some of the symptoms that depression can include. These are just some of them. So they include a loss of interest or pleasure in activities that you once enjoyed, changes in appetite, whether it's weight loss or weight gain unrelated to dieting, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of energy, increased fatigue, difficulty thinking, concentrating or making decisions, and in the severe cases, even thoughts of death or suicide. According to the World Health Organization, depression is extremely common. Globally, an estimated 5% of adults have depression. More often than not, women are impacted by depression more than men. And depression can sometimes, unfortunately, lead to suicide. And there is an effective treatment for mild, moderate, and severe depression because it can be categorized into those three different categories. So we want to think to ourselves, once knowing this educational information, with how common depression is, why is there a stigma? Why is it that people are either embarrassed to talk about it or embarrassed to seek help for it? And it can be a wide range of things. Sometimes there's a cultural stigma of seeking help or of even realizing that depression is a thing that people can have. There's a gender stigma. We hear very often, oh, boys don't cry or don't be a sissy or a woman has to smile and just be strong and get through things. So all of those things impact how we see and internalize this diagnosis of depression and how we seek out help as well. And many times it is perception. People wrongly believe that depression is a weakness. And then there's the fear of stigma, societal expectations, and feelings of shame that might be linked to these feelings of depression. And too often, we believe that admitting how we're truly feeling, how we're truly doing in life, might lead to judgment, isolation. It can lead to feelings of low self-worth, like no one truly understands what you're going through. It can lead to changes in your appearance and your energy. And all of these things can be a trigger and make these conversations difficult to have. But my friends, if you get nothing out of this, it is so important to understand. Are you with me? We all have mental health. Just as we have physical health, we all have mental health. And once we fully understand this, then we give ourselves the space of permission to talk about our feelings, to share how we're doing, and to check in with our own self-love and self-care and to check in on how others are doing. Remember that words and actions matter. When we're aware of what we say and do, we can start having these conversations and it doesn't have to feel so hard. And also remember that we matter. When our thoughts are our own worst enemies, we must challenge them and practice kindness and forgiveness to ourselves and of course to others as well. We must have these hard conversations so that we can travel on easier roads. Depression awareness and prevention is not just a lesson, but it is a journey. 
It's a journey that encourages us to look within ourselves. We have to ask ourselves, are we fulfilled? Are we taking care of ourselves? And once we answer those questions honestly, then we can do things to improve them. It can be a transformative journey that makes us focus on intention, on being mindful of our loved ones and our surroundings, of asking ourselves, are we truly in the moment? Are we being honest with ourselves and our emotions? Or are we just walking through life with this mask on, not being fulfilled by this life that we're living? When we treat self-care and love as a journey and encourage people to fight the stigma of depression, and when we remove the shame, we can then find ourselves challenging the dark thoughts that depression wants us to have and to believe. When we remove the power it can have over us, then we can lead these authentic, happy, and healthy lives. And remember that happiness is an action. It's an emotion, but it's not a mask. Because we as adults, we can really good at putting on this mask. We can sometimes think that we are pre-programmed to just hide what we're actually going through, that we shouldn't talk about it, that maybe we don't want our children to pick up on these things or our partners to worry. We keep ourselves then busy on purpose instead of giving ourselves the time, these mindful moments to reflect. Whatever the reason is, though, we forget that growing up doesn't mean that we're too old or too wise to have these emotions and to have setbacks and hardships. These are all just a natural part of life. And we experience so many things throughout our lives that sometimes we forget that we all have this inner child that sometimes needs more space and more healing and that we all deserve this space and healing and time to live authentically. But it is an effort. It is an effort to have these conversations. It is an effort to think of these strategies. And sometimes we can't think of it for ourselves. That's where it's so important to get outside help. It is an effort to have these really hard conversations. And it's easier to just put on this mask. Of course it is. But then what good are we doing to ourselves? When we forget that we're human and that time and situations do need us to look inward sometimes, that can then lead to lying about our feelings. And then we try to fool others. But the reality is that we cannot fool ourselves long term. And the good thing is, is that we don't need to. If we want to go on a path of healing or we're looking for resources, there are so many options at our disposal. We can seek the help of a licensed therapist. For others, they may seek worship. You can use a lot of self-care things like journaling and music. You can spend time with family and friends. For some, medication is needed. And there's so many resources that are out there like support groups. And it is for this reason, especially, that we have Amiga Moms Real Talk groups. So if you're a mom who is having a hard time, if you are inundated with the responsibility of motherhood, regardless of how old your child is, whether they're a newborn or whether they're 18 plus, if you need to talk about what is it that's going on, and then if you need to obtain ideas on how to manage and learn to thrive as a mom, as a woman, the Amiga Moms 
monthly groups are a great space to share your struggles, but also to learn so, so much. Every month we have these support groups that we affectionately call Real Mom Talks because we keep it real. (laughs) We talk about the good, bad, and everything in between without judgment, without judging one another and how we're doing things, and instead with this communal support so that we can all again thrive as mothers. If you're interested in finding out more and coming to a Real Mom Talk in person, if you're in the North Jersey area or a virtual talk, if you're anywhere around the world, I invite you to check out omegamoms.com. So my friends, remember at the beginning where I shared the recent passing of a family member and the change in me for a few days? How did I get over it? Well, I gave myself the grace and space of taking the time I needed to, to sit down with my grief and to just reflect on it. Is it easy? No, it's not. You don't sometimes want to face these emotions, but it does help. And then after that weekend, I knew what else I needed. So I made an appointment with my acupuncturist and with my massage therapist, because I know that my body holds on to stress and to these big feelings that then impact me physically. So I did that. I see my own psychotherapist on a regular basis. And then I slowly began to reintegrate myself back into these responsibilities that I was skipping over for a number of days. I thank the folks that made contact with me for the space they granted me as they were waiting for a response by not harping on the fault, but by just saying thank you and moving it forward. And as important as it is, remember, to find support, it's just as important, my friends, to understand that it's not okay to be okay all the time. You know the saying, when life gives you lemons? (laughs) I forgot to mention that sometimes these lemons can be sour. And during these times, it's human to feel these emotions because sometimes you're really upset when a relationship has ended, when you're experiencing some major life changes like a new job or moving. It can be something small, like just having a bad day, to something huge, like someone passing away. But these roadblocks and hardships are inevitable. Things happen, and we know that about life. And instead of thinking about them as the worst possible outcome, we can shift our mindset and incorporate some gratitude practices that might change the whole game. Maybe the relationship has ended because a better one is in store for you. Maybe the job loss was because there was another true calling out there meant for you. And maybe there isn't a maybe. And that's hard to really grasp, especially when it comes to loss and grief. Maybe there's no justification to what happened. Maybe there are no answers or no reason for the pain. Sometimes when presented with these situations, we just allow ourselves to feel the sadness or anger or whatever the emotion is, but then to also encourage ourselves to pick each other back up. As we grow up, we experience things that hold a lot of weight. And when we lose these things or people or even part of ourselves, we can see immense feelings of sadness or anxiousness. And this is why awareness, education, and prevention is so very important. We must understand that life is like a pendulum swing, and we don't feel any one emotion forever. No one feels happy forever, just as no one feels angry forever. Our emotions come and go just as our breath comes and goes, and that is real life. 
We can ignite the flame and burn the candle of change so that we catch the person wearing a mask and make sure that they too feel seen and heard. We can put down our own masks and be kind and forgiving to ourselves so that we can experience how vulnerable we are, even if that causes discomfort. We can break the mold, put away the mask, and remind ourselves that we are more than just our bad days. We are more than just our negative thoughts. And seeking help and having conversations is actually a strength. My friends, remember that you are allowed to feel a variety of emotions and know that when you know better, you do better. If you feel as though you're spiraling, have the strength to reach out for help. And if you see a family member or friend who needs the help, offer a helping hand. Know that if you don't have your own licensed therapist to speak to, or if someone reaches out to you and the issue is too big for you to handle, you can always call or text the crisis hotline at 988. At any hour, at any day, at any time, someone is there to pick up your call or answer your text and they can point you in the right direction. Remember that you are worth taking the time and space you need And you are also worthy of being seen and heard. I now invite you to join me on this guided meditation. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, I invite you to take a deep breath in through your nose as you feel your belly rise and let that breath go out through your mouth as you feel your belly deflate. Once again, breathing in through your nose, feeling your stomach enlarge, and out through your mouth, feeling your stomach go back to normal. As you continue to breathe at this pace and in this manner on your own, know that your feelings too come and go. No one is anxious forever, sad forever, angry forever, confused, jealous, embarrassed forever. As we are also not happy, enthusiastic, gleeful, full of joy forever. We all have our own human experiences. And whatever that experience is, It is most helpful when we embrace it and when we need help to manage and handle it. When it feels too big to be in our control, we then know that we have people and resources to help us. You don't have to feel angry or sad forever. And when you don't feel happy in a moment, when you feel neutral or chill, or if you just are existing in that moment, know that that's okay too. This is our human experience and you are worthy of experiencing whatever you are feeling at this point in time. And as always remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, You are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.